You're listening to the Charge Forward audio blog by Chargebacks 911, bringing you the latest in payments and fraud. To learn more about how Chargebacks 911 can help you reduce chargebacks and recover revenue lost to fraud, visit us online at chargebacks911.com. This episode is from an earlier interview with Harlan Hudson, the Director of Strategic Partnerships and Brands at Chargebacks 911. He was interviewed by Ritesh Gupta from Airline Information about the impact that COVID-19 has had on chargebacks. Hello everyone, my name is Ritesh Gupta. I'm from AI Events Airline Information. Today I have with me Harlan Hudson, Director of Strategic Partnerships and Brands, Chargebacks 911. The company specializes in fraud prevention and mitigation. Hello, Harlan, how are you doing? I'm well, Ritesh, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, thanks. So, Harlan, as all of us know, chargeback management is a complex arena and it needs to be handled properly and one tra- any travel company has to be prepared for it. So, how can travel merchants actually in the first place prevent disputes from happening? Yeah, that, that's a great question. By the way, thank you for uh, allowing me to come on and, and uh, talk with you a little bit. It's, it's great. I appreciate it very much. Look, the idea of prevention is, is a very important topic for all merchants, but especially for travel-related airlines, uh, online travel agencies, et cetera, et cetera. So it's very much a, an important topic for the industry especially right now. So uh, a couple of things that I would say um, relevant as just a general part of the topic is number one, the the best way to prevent a chargeback from happening in the first place is, is first and foremost to analyze your processes as a merchant, right? So if you think about the customer experience, you think about Uh, from the beginning of their experience with you as a merchant all the way through to the end when you've completed the services, everything has gone either well or something is, you know, broken, those processes can actually lead to chargebacks. We call those merchant errors, although there's a lot of different reasons why they take place that are not necessarily merchant errors, but can be fixed by the merchant, right? So uh, just as an example of of that, I would say that, uh, you know, goods or services not as described, right? So so that's an example. If you you, uh, a a customer uh, gets seat F, you know, uh, F, uh, I'm sorry, 34A or F, whatever that is, right? and they actually end up in the middle seat somewhere, that's gonna be a problem. So analyze your processes. Uh, Look at your terms and conditions, for example. Refund policy, and we're gonna talk about that in just a little bit. Refund policies are very important in this process, right? To make sure that you have the right refund policies in place that comply, not just with your own set of circumstances, rules, all that kind of stuff, internal policies, but also any government-related regulations, also any card scheme or card brand uh, uh, rules, right? So so it's important to analyze those things. So that's number one. I would say, um, you know, analyze your processes, make sure that your everything you're doing is absolutely compliant, it's helpful, and and the, the, the it, it's very clear. Does that make sense? Um, Harlan, my 
immediate question question to you is after hearing you we know the situation is not really favorable as far as airlines are concerned and they also are helpless we know it's a pandemic it's a global health crisis so continuing with the conversation as you said process needs to be looked upon but what about the refunds the issue of refunds especially with bans restrictions flights not taking off whether airlines are voluntarily extending refunds or whether the situation uh, happens when the customer is entitled for a refund how how do you see the situation from this pandemic's pers- perspective yeah that's a great question um a, a couple of a couple of thoughts on that first of all i would i would want to say uh, very very clearly that the card brands uh visa mastercard etc have been very out front with this uh i saw some uh i in fact i have some documents that uh, visa and mastercard for example had issued uh in march uh and 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 the idea and specifically the idea with uh looking at the visa thing this morning the visa business uh news from march was hey we're going to look at this from an industry wide perspective right so the ecosystem of chargebacks uh begins with the cardholder yes but really the issuer right um receiving that call from the cardholder then making a decision to issue a chargeback and so forth it goes to the acquirer and then to the merchant and so on schemes all that um Visa came out with a very interesting thing and I think Mastercard did the same thing. Uh they have a uh a very clear they've issued a very clear sort of uh guidance that they're going to be monitoring chargebacks and they're going to be looking at are these unnecessary or you know sort of uh out of compliance if you will with first of all the general rules for visa and mastercard but also the covid uh guidance i would say uh they've gotten out of uh they they've gotten out in front of it by issuing these things so so i'll, I'll just give you an example so um uh visa issued this guidance as i say in march um for issuers encourage card holders to resolve issues with merchant directly before initiating the dispute process look if every merchant or if every card holder would call the merchant we'd have way fewer uh we'd have way fewer chargebacks right only 16% by statistics now this is previous to covid only 16% of all card holders call the merchant before they call their bank to get a refund now think about that that means that 84% 84% are calling the bank as the first source of getting a refund. If we could just solve that problem, we we would eliminate a huge amount of headaches, right? So so that's number 1. So they've issued guidance for issuers, they've issued guidance for acquirers, right? Um uh if a merchant is unable to provide services, acquirers should advise merchants to contact card holders pro actively right so think about that okay so first of all we we tell the issuers look encourage your card holders to do this right then visa says hey look we should advise merchants to contact we're advising merchants to contact card holders so again you start to see this really really uh i think well thought out 
process, right, that allows for the system to work without a chargeback. And really, isn't that what we want? I mean, chargebacks are costly. Uh, they're confusing if you don't know what you're talking about or doing, right? So it's a very, very important topic, right? And of course, the merchants have their own their own set of those. So does that help you? Halan, again, uh, taking the conversation forward, we know uh, different card networks are different codes. Even PayPal has a different code. You have just spoken about the, the playbook or a guide which can be used. How all of this has relieved the strain on merchants? If you see the situation, let's say 50 days on from the pandemic and slowly the issue of the discussion around vouchers versus refunds. But what has happened is that customers are more and more looking at refunds and there are there are uh, travel bloggers or media publications who are advising customers about how to actually go, go about a refund. So if you assess the situation after 50 odd days, what all has been done and how do you think merchants have been aided or the kind of stress they have been having has kind of come down on them? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I, I think that there's still uh, there's still a lot of uh, confusion around the whole idea of, of refunds, for example. There are mandates. Uh, I mean, every region. Uh, I was on a, an IATA uh, webinar just yesterday. Every region has a particular uh, refund policy and, you know, there's there's regulations around it. So it's a very uh, dynamic and evolving situation. Right. So so there isn't really a, a a clear cut answer to that, except to say that there has to be a a uh, an effort on the airlines part. Right. To understand, first of all, what are the rules behind this process, right? What, what and where does an issuer have dispute rights, for example, right? I've talked a little bit about the ongoing uh, option for a merchant to work with the cardholder. But if the cardholder doesn't call, right, the, um, the merchant, the airline, for example, if the cardholder doesn't call that, that airline and ask for a refund and they default to the issuer, then it all starts into that chargeback realm, right? So, so we, look at the, we look across the thing and we say the, the, the cardholder behavior has to change in order for that sort of to relieve that pressure on the merchants. We're not seeing that necessarily. In fact, we're seeing more cardholders just defaulting to the bank, just default to the bank. Now, if the banks would just you know, if all of their agents that deal with chargebacks would just understand the, the current guidance, um, I think you would see a lot of relief. Hey, Mr. Cardholder, you should be calling the merchant right now. When you've called the merchant, call us back, right? That, of course, that's not the way issuing bank works. Uh, issuing banks work. They have agents, thousands of them in some cases. They're going through these calls and they're just they're just doing what they do normally and they don't understand that the 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 guidance is for uh them to actually say hey we want to encourage you to call the merchant for for uh, a refund or some sort of alternative you know sort of option right could be a voucher or whatever lastly harlan one of the most important issues from merchants perspective is to preserve cash because we know liquidity crisis is of utmost importance right now. 
what are your suggestions when it comes to meeting obligations to customers, regulators, and the payment schemes, so that the biggest objective of conserving cash is adhered to or is met? Yeah, so conserving cash is probably the most important item for airlines right now and for all travel companies, OTAs and whatnot. Uh, there's, there are some things that are within the, I would call it within the, um, the, uh, the, the control of the merchant themselves, right? Things like, hey, make sure you're doing everything you can to prevent fraud. Fraud is a cost, right? Revenue may come in temporarily due to a fraudulent transaction or whatever, but it's a cost ultimately because the merchant's going to lose that money. One way or the other, they're going to lose the money. So that's an example of how they can actually control uh, additional money going out the door, controlling costs, right? There are some things that are out of their control. For example, uh, the, the, the acquirers often have holdbacks, right, for the, for the travel merchants, right, so that they can make sure that any liabilities are covered. They have some percentage of the, of the transactions that come in, they hold back, right? That's not within their, their control. They should talk to their acquirer, for sure, especially the big, um, the, the big airlines are probably doing this already. Speak with their acquirer about, hey, we, you know, this is important cash for us to have. How do we work with you on this to reduce the risk? Because it's all about risk, right? And but at the same time, we have available cash to cover our ongoing expenses because the airlines haven't stopped operating. They're certainly operating at a reduced level. But but that's another way. These payment holdbacks, that would be another way. I know that uh, industry organizations like IATA and uh, ARC, right, uh, Airline Reporting Corporation, I'm I'm pretty certain. In fact, I know that that they are working to uh, talk with the card schemes, card brands, the acquirers and the and these merchants to make sure that they can they can get as much cash which is precious right now. So there, there's a lot that's within their control, uh, headcount, employee, you know, all that, reduce fraud, uh, you know, handle refunds uh, as much as you possibly can with alternatives like vouchers or just a rebooking policy, et cetera, et cetera. But in the end, they probably, if the, if the, mer or if the cardholder wants the refund, they got to give the refund. I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, again, there's rules around this and I can't say a blanket statement, but in general, refunds are, are going to be a lot of what people are asking for. So. Thanks, Alan, for your time. Have a nice weekend. Yeah. And uh, thank you.